welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by David Entry. When you catch a word, you have caught God. May you catch a word today that will cause God to change your story. Be blessed. Hallelujah! God is real and God is here. When he came back from the grave, our Lord Jesus Christ, the disciples, because of fear, fear of the, the then leaders, if they have a, they've killed their master, they were afraid for their lives. So they were in hiding, but in fellowship. They were in hiding and in fellowship and Jesus came even though the door was locked. He just appeared and when he appeared, he said, peace, be up. I know you are troubled, but peace. Shalom. That's the normal, regular, usual Hebrew greetings. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Calmness, peace, everything in order, nothing broken, nothing missing. Peace. And he told them that as the father has sent, said, check, I am the same person. See my hands and my piercing and says that as the father has sent me so send I so I send you and he breathed he breathed on them you know how breathing the Greek uh, the the Hebrew word is to breathe upon is uh, and he breathed it comes with force. He breathed upon them. And he said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. That means that the Holy Spirit was not different from the breath of God. The Holy Spirit is the breath of God. He breathed on them. And then when he breathed out, he said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. Where is the Holy Spirit? My breath. My breath. So as I explained yesterday, the, if there's anything we need, we need the breath of God. And what is the breath of God? The Spirit of God. There is a spirit in man and the breath of God, Job 32 verse 8, and the breath of God, a breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. The breath of God is not different from the Spirit of God. It says there is a spirit in man, and the breath of, of the breath of the Almighty gives him. When the oh, the breath of the Almighty gives, it gives. Once you receive the breath, you operate in a different platform on a different platform. Why? Breath has come upon you. The breath of God gives to the one who received the breath. Understand it. The breath of God gives. The breath of God gives. Thank God that God has not stopped breathing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. He hasn't stopped breathing. I'm not talking about taking in air into his nostrils or esophagus, no, or into his lungs. I'm not talking about uh, pulmonary breathing. I'm talking about he breathes out into us. He releases, when he breathes, he releases of himself into us. He, 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 himself comes out in his breath. That's his spirit. 
So when God breathes into you, he has put his DNA into you. That's why it took the breath of God for Mary to get pregnant. Because when God's spirit came upon him, the breath of God came upon Mary and Mary conceived. And now when the breath of God comes upon you, it is the breath of the I am. That means anything that he needs to be done, accomplished in your life, the breath comes to accomplish it. In Mary's case, it, it was supernatural pregnancy. In Elizabeth's case, it is an anointed prophet. Hallelujah. In David's case, it's ability to overcome, to, to kill Goliath and reign for God and rule for God. In Paul's case, ability to preach the gospel without compromising. In the apostles' case, ability to be witnesses for Jesus. In Jesus' case, an ability to fulfill his assignment on earth. You can't fulfill anything of God on earth without the breath of God coming on the dust. So when God breathes on you, Okay, let me, let me take you a little bit further. As I said yesterday. Now, when you look at uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 35, he says, Mary, verse 34, says, Mary said, what should I, uh, how can these things be, since I know no man? Then the angel, verse 35, then the angel said unto her, the spirit of the Lord, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, huh? And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also, that holy thing, which shall be born of thee, shall be called, did you see that? Now, when the breath comes upon you, what is produced out of a as a result of the breath coming upon you is not of you, it is of God. If God wants to produce something on, in your life, in our mortal lives, he has to bring, uh, send his spirit upon us. There are things uh, there are things that need to be accomplished and must be achieved in your life. To the glory of God. Listen, it cannot be by yourself or by any means. It takes the Holy Spirit. So yesterday, thanks be to God, we learned on how the breath comes. God himself stooped down, picked the, the, uh, the, the dust of the ground, formed man. Man was formed. And then God took man. He went down and gave, gave, gave man. God himself did the, the first CPR. Yeah. He did the first CPR, cardio, uh, 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 cardio pulmonary uh, resuscitation. He gave he gave cardio pulmonary resuscitation. It is also another word, for, another phrase for it, a slang for it is the kiss of life. Kiss of life. And some of us, you are suffering the kiss of death. What you need is the kiss of life. Kiss of death, something that you thought was good for you, but it's meant to hurt you. It's a kiss of death. But every kiss of death that you have gone under, undergone, you went into that relationship thinking it was going to turn into marriage. Rather, it has destroyed your Christian testimony and it has hurt you. That's a kiss of death. You went into it, you thought that this was good for me, not knowing it's the worst thing that could happen to you. It's a kiss of death. But thank God that God still does CPR. <laughs> God still does CPR. Kiss of life. Receive it in the name of Jesus. So, he himself, when God gives, breathes into you, when God breathes himself into you, the outcome, the product of your life after the breathing, the product that is 
caused by the breathing is of God. So God puts himself, he deposits in himself in man for some productivity that is initiated, that is generated by him to, to, to come out of man. So when others look, they might say, oh, this is you, but you know this is God. That's why the angel said, therefore, that holy thing that will, which will be born or shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God because it is of God and it's a holy thing. How? Because of the breath of God that came upon you. After this fast, a lot of us are going to produce holy things. Amen. Holy things. Many holy results. When I say holy things, I'm talking about things that are as a result of the inspiration. Some testimonies that are going to happen in your life that is going to be a holy thing. God has done something. God has initiated something. God, and this season, if there's something we need more than ever before, is the Holy Spirit. Is the breath of God. Is the breath of God. Bible said all scripture is given by the breath of God. I'll get into that in a moment. But I want you to understand from scripture that God from the beginning has been working by his spirit on earth. So in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18, it says that don't be drunk filled with wine. Do not be drunk with wine. Wherein is dissipation, excess. It will lead you into all kinds of stuff. You know, today, or yes, sorry, sorry, yesterday I read in, in 1 Timothy, it says that for your drink no longer water, but for your stomach sake, drink wine. Some people are looking for that's all you. you he said, drink no longer water. You didn't hear that one. All you saw is drink wine. <laughs> you saw drink wine. Why are you drinking wine and water? He said this person should drink no longer water. But you have left the drink no longer water and going for the wine. And he said, for your stomach's sake and for your regular infirmities, there is something that you need. It's like medication. So the same way, when he says, because I know that's a, an issue for some people, where you have seen, he said, drink, take a little wine. And so that's all you are looking for. That's all you are looking for. So it has diverted, distracted you. He said, drink no longer water. Let Go start from there. It, that's where it starts from. And then you go to the wine. But it's uh, back to, he said, do not be filled, don't be drunk with wine. Wherein is excess. It can lead you astray. But you see, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, what, mean, what it means is that there is something you can get from wine which can be gotten from the Spirit without its excesses. Wine has got excesses. The Spirit has not got excesses. It's the Spirit has got benefits. Now, he said, be filled with the Spirit of God. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So, that means that there is a chamber in you that is meant to be filled. If he said be filled, that means like you are a vessel. It's only vessels that you can be filled. This is a, play, I mean, you, this is a phone. You can't, you can't feel the phone. You can't feel it, feel. So if he said be filled, that means that you are a container, you are a vessel. There is a space, there is 
vacuum. There is, there is place inside you that should be filled. That's why I said it, takes all, it only takes our spirit to contact God and to contain God, to receive God and assimilate God in. You can contain God. You were created to contain God. So that when God wants to do some things with your life, he first of all pours himself into you as his breath. He breathes upon you. God breathes upon you in order to start a project, to start a divine project, a divine plan, a divine assignment, a divine accomplishment in your life, with your life. I see that happening in the name of Jesus. I see that happening for somebody in the name of Jesus. So he says that, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's all say, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Or be filled with the Spirit. Say, be filled with the Spirit. Lift up your right hand if you can and say, I will be filled with the Spirit. Say it again. I will be filled with the Spirit. Say louder for the last time. I will be filled with the Spirit. It's so important to be filled with the Spirit. In Judges chapter 3 verse 10. In Judges chapter 6 verse 34. In Judges chapter 13 verse 25. In Judges chapter 14 verse uh, uh, 6. It's in Judges chapter 3 verse 10 it says that, And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he judged Israel. He was able to do this because the Spirit came upon him, and went out to war. And the Lord delivered Kushan Kushan Rishatayim. King of Mesopotamia unto his hand, and he had uh, 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 and his hand prevailed against Kushan Rishatahim. His hand prevailed. Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. This evening, I believe that the Spirit of God is coming upon somebody afresh. The Spirit of God is coming upon somebody afresh in the mighty name of Jesus. Chap Judges chapter 6, verse 34. We've been reading Judges in the past month. So it's good to go to this month, or early part of this month. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and he blew the trumpet. And, Ab uh, and Abiezer was, uh, uh, was, guarded, uh, was guarded after him. He blew the trumpet and they guarded after him. That is the, a function of the Spirit of If the Spirit of God, you see Gideon blowing the trumpet, others are gathering after him, and you don't, you don't realize it's the Spirit of God. You also go and buy a bigger trumpet and a better one, and you blow, and not even a goat will come after you. Not squirrels. Squirrels will not follow because you are copying somebody who is doing something by the Spirit of God, and the result he was getting was a function of the Spirit. The fact that you can sing doesn't mean God will use you in singing. The fact that you are talented in something doesn't mean that's what God is going to use. If God's spirit has no, if God has not breathed on you, he won't use you. God doesn't use anything until he breathes on it. Even God himself, when he came as a human being, to show us that no human being is good in themselves to produce anything of God, he had to wait for 30 years. After the Spirit of God came upon him, Jesus, after the Holy Ghost came, he started doing it. In Acts chapter 
10 verse 37 and 30. 38 says that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. So the breath of God that came upon him is, called, is also called an anointing that came upon him is what made Jesus do what he's doing. I see an anointing coming upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. I said, I see an anointing coming upon you in the name of Jesus. So in Judges chapter 13 verse 35, chapter 14 verse 6 and verse 19, let's look at that and move on. It says that, and the spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Ashtao. And Ashtao, the spirit of the Lord the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord is the chief operating officer of everything God can do. Chapter 14, verse 6, and chapter 14, verse 19. Chapter 14, verse 6 says that, And the Spirit of the Lord, the, the Lord came mightily upon him, and he rent him. That's, that's a human being versus lion. Rent means not go and rent a house. Okay, rent is an old word to tear. Give us new King James. And he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat. He handled lion like he was handling goat. Why? Because the spirit... Listen, all those difficult conditions from your background, difficult conditions in your neighborhood, difficult conditions with your peculiar type of person, and listen, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will handle those things as you are handling paper. Amen. Yes. You're struggling to sort out some things. You're struggling with your work with God. You're struggling with your prayer life. What we need at this juncture is the Holy Spirit coming upon us. Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit filled the apostles. And so you see here that Samson was able to do what he was doing because of the Spirit. And verse, verse 19, verse 19 says that, And the Spirit of the Lord came, came upon him, and he went down to Ashkelon and slew 30 men of them and took their spoil and gave change of garments unto them which expounded the riddle. He went, the Spirit of the Lord came. All the things he achieved was the Spirit of the Lord. That is why in the day when he has lost, lost connectivity with the Spirit of the Lord, he taught the thing is talent. <laughs> so after Delilah showed off his Logs. And Delilah said, Samson, the Philistines are after you. Bible said, he woke up and he said, I'll wake up and shake myself as other times. <laughs> so he awoke from his sleep and said, I'll go out, I'll go out as before, at other times, and shake myself free. But he did not know the Lord had departed from him. The spirit that was making him do it has withdrawn, has, withdrew, has been withdrawn. Withdrawn. It takes the spirit of God to achieve the things of God, to accomplish the, the things of God. It takes the spirit of God to accomplish the things of God. Most of us get distracted more by the theatrics, the antics, the style, instead of the spirit. We copy people's style of singing, style of preaching, style of doing things, and, and we fail to go after the spirit behind what they are doing. 
And so you can sing like someone is singing. You can preach like somebody is preaching, but you can't produce the result they are producing because the result is a holy thing. And holy things are produced by the Spirit of God, by the breath of God. I see someone being filled by the Spirit. And so we see how something, even David in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13, the Paul, the Bible says that, and he was anointed in the midst of his brethren, and the Spirit, and Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. That's what, what, what changed David's story. It's the Spirit that came upon him. It's the Spirit that came upon him. The same happened to Saul. But because of my time, I wouldn't want to take that. Everyone God used in the Bible, he, it was a function of a spirit, his spirit. His spirit has to come upon people. His spirit has to come upon a group of people. His spirit has to come upon them before he could do anything. And so when Jesus was about to leave, he told his disciples, it is expedient for me, for you that I go. Because if I don't go, the comforter will not come. The Allos Paracletus will not come. He is another comforter. And he, when he comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you. He said, when I go, I'll pray the Father, chapter 14, verse 16, somewhere there. He said, I'll pray the Father and he will, that he will send you. He said, when I go, I'll pray the Father and he will give you the Holy Spirit. And he has to come. He has to come. So he told them in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, that tarry ye in Jerusalem until you are endued with power. Until tarry, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. In Acts chapter 1, verse verse. It said, ye shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses. But when you read in verse 4, he says that when he has gathered with them, he being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard of me. And now he was talking about the Spirit. So he said, you can't do the church without the Spirit of God. No wonder Paul said, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. What your prayer should be, God, breathe on me. Fill me with your Spirit. Every time, that should be your biggest desire. Fill me with your Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. You should, don't just pray, desire it. Fill me with your Spirit. Fill me with your Spirit. In Luke chapter 1, verse 15, concerning John the Baptist, the angel said to his father that he shall be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb because what he was coming to do, he couldn't do it by himself. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Luke chapter 2, verse 20, 25 and 26, Bible talks about a man called Simeon who was in Jerusalem. And this guy was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. Hallelujah! The Holy Spirit was upon this man. And so when Jesus was born, he was moved, verse 26. It was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the, before he had seen the, Lord, the Lord's Christ. The Holy Spirit, no, you will die. The Holy Spirit revealed things to him that hadn't happened. Why? Because he, the Holy Spirit was upon him. Listen, the Holy Spirit, ah, thank you, Jesus. His, his favorite spot on earth is people. <laughs> Hallelujah! Let me put it this way. The Holy Spirit's favorite spot on earth is you. You. 
But pastor, why is it that he's not coming? Because I really want, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you the easiest way to receive and to attract the Holy Spirit on your life. Because he actually wants it. He want, he, 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 you are the one he's looking for. So, Simeon was filled. He had the Spirit of God was upon him. Can you imagine? When Mary, the, uh, the angel told, when Mary said to the angel, how can these things be? The angel said, don't worry. Let, let the Holy Ghost come into it. That will be okay. So when the, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. That will, that will take everything. That will take care of everything God has got to do. Forget about the possibilities. When God said he will do something about your life, all he needs to supply for you is the Spirit. You have, have you received a prophecy? Have you received a prophecy concerning your marriage? Concerning your health? Concerning your job? What prophecy have you received? The Holy Spirit will do it. The Holy Spirit will do it. It is the job of the Holy Spirit to do the things of God on earth. No pastor can do it. No, no man can do it. No woman can do it. No apostle, no prophet, no bishop can do it. It is the job of the Holy Spirit. I see someone receiving fresh fire, fresh oil, fresh breath fresh breath. Church! It's about time we start to hunger and thirst after the Spirit. And so, we see Elizabeth, when Mary, Mary herself, Mary then just said the Holy Ghost will do it. And then Mary goes to Elizabeth and greets Elizabeth. And as soon as Elizabeth said, when I heard the greet, when I, verse 41, verse 41, Elizabeth's had the salutation, the baby in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine? Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled because of the work God was going to do. She was conceived. And she was pregnant. She had conceived a miracle baby. But until she had the greetings of Mary, the, the baby was not filled. As soon as she had the the Spirit filled. She was filled. Is that word filled? Field. You keep seeing field. He was upon any field, any field, any field. Thank you, Jesus. So, no wonder when Jesus resurrected from the dead, the, the first thing when he said, Go, I'm sending you, the first thing he had to say, based on the sending, he said, Receive you the Holy Spirit. He breathed upon them. He breathed upon them. And he told them, Wait for the Holy Spirit. So they were in. Uh, in the, uh, the upper room in Jerusalem, in Acts chapter 2, Bible says, suddenly, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all together in one accord in one, with one accord in one place. And suddenly, there came a, a sound from heaven as a rushing, a rushing mighty wind. Uh, that will remind them when Jesus blew it. Oh, as soon as they heard it, they remember. Ah, I remember. Do you remember when Jesus blew? This sounds like when Jesus blew it on us. So Jesus gave them a foretaste. This is how it's going to be. <laughs> The same thing. My, uh, as of a rushing mighty wind. And guess what? It filled the whole house where they were sitting. <laughs> filled the whole house where they were sitting. And what happened? And they were, and clothing, and, and there appeared to, uh, uh, to them divided tongues as of fire and sat on each of them. And Bible says, I like the verse 4, my favorite, my favorite part in the book of Acts. And they were all, and they were all, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit himself gave them utterance. They were all filled. Why? Because they had to do the work of God. It was time to do the work of God and you can't do it without the breath of God. 
My brothers and sisters, this is the time. If there's something you need more, this is the time you desire more of the Holy Spirit. Bible talks about when they were going to choose in Acts chapter 3, when they were, uh, uh, sorry, Acts chapter 6, when they were going to choose the deacons. They said, Se select seven men, Acts chapter 6 from verse 3, where seek among seven men, full of the, because they are going to do, even though they are going to serve tables and serve food, he said they need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They are going to do hospitality, but they need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They are going to be ashes, but they needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because every aspect of the church work requires the filling of the Holy Spirit. Select men full of the Holy Spirit. Because you know what? In Acts chapter 4 verse 8, Bible said Peter, full of the Holy Spirit, he began to speak. So you hear Peter speaking, you think he's, he's just trained, he's going to learn his... Uh, phonetics and his and no it was he, he was and then peter filled with the holy spirit said to them what he was saying to them was an inspiration from the spirit then peter filled with the holy spirit filled with the holy spirit filled with the holy spirit said to them he opened his mouth and started telling them what they needed to hear because they were filled. With, he was he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he, the same thing happened in Paul. In the in the case of Paul in Acts chapter thirteen verse nine, Paul was filled. Then Paul or Saul, full of then Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit. Saul filled with the Holy Spirit. Saul filled with the Holy Spirit. Saul. Feel when did he get filled with the Holy Spirit? I, I, permit me to just say this. Um, according to um, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 9, 18, which we read earlier on, be, don't be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled. That word be filled with the Spirit is actually be being, being filled. So it's not like one of event, okay? It's not like one-off event now and it's gone. No, you have to be being filled, being filled, being filled. It's just like the way the car uh, fuel is injected into the engine when you start it and it begins to go. Once the fuel stops, the car will stop. So that's why we have fuel tank. The fuel tank is supposed to be at a store. A st the tank is storage. Is storage, but it stores the fuel and it keeps sending the fuel as long as the engine is going, it's revving. It, it, it keeps sending the fuel into the car. That is what causes the combustion. That's what causes it to, to move. Without fuel going in, it will move. In the same way, so the engine have to be being filled, being filled as the car is moving, being filled. Last week, last year, you were on fire and you stopped being filled. Last year, you were doing outreach, winning souls, on fire for Jesus, preaching everywhere, healing the sick, casting out devils. Now devils are casting you out. <laughs> no, yesterday's food, yesterday's meal is not good enough to take you today. Be being filled. Let me give you a typical example. So in Acts chapter 2 verse 4, Bible says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Is it not there? They were all. How many of them were filled? Oh. How many of them were filled? Oh. Holy Spirit likes everyone who is born again. 
Holy Spirit will come on everyone who is born again when the right conditions are fulfilled. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. All. So they were filled. If it is one off event, they shouldn't have been filled again. But when you look at chapter 4, verse 31, when they had prayed, the place where they had assembled shook. And what happened again? And they were all again. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, okay, but I thought they were filled already. Yes, but it must be, be being filled. Be being filled. It must always be on, it's an ongoing event. So that you can keep producing the results of God. Hey! It must be ongoing, 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 ongoing. So you can produce an ongoing result from God. Pastor! You stop being filled. You say, I have the Holy Ghost. But you are not being filled. We have to be 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 being filled on a regular basis, day in and day out. It should be a constant supply. The way your brain will stop functioning if blood stops going into the brains. Once blood ceases going to the brain, that's the brain is dying. The same way, there, there must always be a supply of the spirit, a supply, a breath of God. The breath is not once, but it must go keep, God breathes, but we have to keep breathing in, breathing in, breathing in, sucking in, sucking in, sucking the word. Hallelujah. And so it's not only once, you don't feel, get filled once, you get filled over and over. Paul, whose name is Saul, was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he spoke to that, that guy, that deceiver. He said, you are a son of the devil. <laughs> he, Paul said, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he said, some people were sons, somebody was a son of the devil. An enemy of righteousness, an enemy of church. So they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Even saw himself. Well, the reason why Ananias went to see him is that Ananias said, the Lord who appeared to you, chapter 9, verse 16 and 17, the, the Lord who appeared to you on your, on your way to Damascus has sent me that I should come and pray for you. The Lord, and Ananias went his way, entered us, laying his hands on him. Brother Saul, the Lord who appeared to you on, your, on the road as you, as you came has sent me that you may receive your sight and what be filled with the holy spirit that's how his ministry started filled with the holy spirit and his ministry continued being filled with the holy spirit hallelujah Amen. and stephen a man full of faith and the spirit we have to be filled with the holy spirit it's about time we start focusing more on the feeling of the holy spirit than just natural things that we need to be done for us that is what is disadvantaging a lot of Christians. We major on the minors and minor on the majors. But it's about time we major on what matters. The feeling of the Holy Spirit and all these things shall be added unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. In Acts chapter, chapter 13 verse 57. Acts chapter 13 verse 57. Thank you Jesus. 50, 52. Acts chapter 13, verse 52, talks about how the disciples were filled with joy and with the Spirit. They were filled with joy and with the Spirit. It's, it's about time somebody gets a top up. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Lord, 
Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I'm ready for a top up. Lord, I'm ready for a top up. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. 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 I am ready for a top up. Fill me up, Lord. Hallelujah. It's time we desire more of the Holy Spirit. Pastor, so how do I go about it? Because I really want the Holy Spirit. Simple. Let me give you one or two points and I'll continue later. If that, number one, you want the Spirit of God to fill you? Number one, the most sensitive aspect of the Spirit of God filling you is a desire. You must want. In John chapter 7 verse 37, the, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood with a loud voice and cried and said, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. For, for uh, who who believes in me, out of, out, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, King James said, out of his belly will flow rivers of living waters. The Bible says, verse 39, so key, crucial. This, but this speak he of the Spirit, which they who believe on him should receive. So when he said, come unto me and drink, he was talking about, come and receive of the Spirit. Come and receive of the, of the Holy Spirit. Drink. So, but how do you come? You have to be thirsty first. He who thirsts, he who thirsts, let him come. So first of all, to, to attract the Holy Spirit, you need a desire for the Holy Spirit. A desire for the Holy Spirit. Desire for the Holy Spirit. You must want the Spirit. You must want, you must want him. And say, Lord, I need you. Listen, you must be desperate. I need more of you. Some of you want to, you want God, make me a big preacher. Make me a great preacher. Make me an anointed man. No, ask more. Lord, I need more of your spirit. Let your spirit come upon me more. I need more. Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Every day, every day, fill me. Sometimes you wake up in the morning, the first thing you should say is, thank you, Jesus. After thanking God, the next thing you should say is, Holy Spirit, fill my day. Fill me for the day. Fill me. Fill me as I go about my activities. Fill me and make my activities your activities. Fill me. Fill me. Fill me. You must pray, desire it. Want it that bad. Want it that bad. Some of us don't really... Uh, Oh, but I just believe in God for a miracle money. <laughs> you, you are not serious at all. You are not serious. Why don't you go and just work? You get miracle money easily. <laughs> no, but I'm believing God for a miracle. Believe God for a breath of God. Believe God for a breath of God. And anything that needs to come will follow. So number one, desire. Number two, prayer. Prayer. Somebody say prayer. Say it again. Say prayer. prayer. I wish I heard you louder. Say prayer. prayer. How about prayer? Jesus himself said in John chapter 14, he said, when I go, I will pray the Father to send the Spirit. Can you imagine? Even Jesus has to pray about the Holy Spirit coming on us. <laughs> I will pray the Father and he will give you. Can you imagine? The Holy Spirit coming upon people is one of the major triggers is prayer. So in Luke chapter 3 verse 21, when people were baptized, Jesus was also being baptized and praying. The heavens have to open because Holy Spirit has heard him praying, I'm coming down. <laughs> the heavens was open 
And then verse the 21, 22 says, And the oh, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, someone is, Holy Spirit, someone is praying. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Holy Spirit, somebody has prayed. I'm going. When God appeared to Ananias and he told Ananias to go and pray for Saul, and Ananias didn't want to go in Acts chapter um, 9 from 12, 11, 12. But Ananias said, I've heard by many about this guy that is his sought permission is coming to kill people in Jerusalem. And you know what God told him? God said that, go, for he's my chosen vessel and he's praying. Go, he is a chosen vessel of mine to uh, bear my, my name. For, uh, and then go to the next verse. He says that I'm sending you for he's praying. God told Ananias, when you read the verse 12 and uh, yeah, verse 11, rather, behold, he's praying. He is praying. So when Ananias got there, verse 17, he said, God has sent me. Okay, Jesus who appeared to you, the road to come here, has sent me what? That you should, you, you, you should receive your sight and, re, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? He is praying. So he has to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He has to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He is praying. When you pray, you expose yourself to the flowing of the Holy Spirit. When you, that's why don't underestimate the place of prayer. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. Bible says, when they had prayed, the place where they stood shook and they, they were all filled with the Holy Ah, really? Yes. The place where they assembled together was shaking and they were all filled. The Holy Spirit reacts to prayer. He reacts to prayer. The Holy Spirit reacts to prayer. You want, you want to receive more flow from the Spirit? Keep praying. Pray, fill me, Lord. Pray, fill me, Lord. Pray, fill me, Lord. Desire and then convert it into prayer. Desire and convert it into prayer. Desire and convert it into prayer. Desire and let your desire translate into prayer. Desire and let your desire translate into prayer. In the name of Jesus, I see somebody being filled. I see somebody being filled. I see somebody being filled. So, number one, desire. Number two, prayer. Number three, consecration. Consecration is purity. Set yourself apart. He's not the, he's not the only spirit. He's the Holy Spirit. Holiness is necessary. Cleanliness is necessary. Clean. Clean. When you get born again, the blood of Christ cleanses you. The Bible says that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Clean. So you can be clean. Apply the blood. And consecration means practice what is pure before God. Some stuff must stop. Hello? Hi. Don't behave like you don't know I'm talking to you. It's you. You are the very one I'm talking you. you. Yes. Yeah, look, don't look at someone. Look at me. Me. Yeah, you, you. You. You are the very one I'm talking to. You are the very one. <laughs> Some things must stop for the Holy Spirit to come. <laughs> Some things must stop. You want to host people in your house, but your house is flooded. Your bath has flooded the whole house, and you are not closing the tap. It's still flooding. So don't worry. Come, let's have a party. Who will come? <laughs> Who will come? <laughs> the Holy Spirit wants to come into our homes, but we must 
make sure there is consecration. Consecrate yourself. Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourself for tomorrow God will do oneness. Consecrate. Set yourself apart. Sanctify yourself. Consecrate yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Consecrate, consecrate yourself. When the Holy Spirit has to come, people must consecrate, sanctify, set yourself apart. Make it very clear that you are ready for him. You are ready for him. You can't be sleeping in your girlfriend's bed and pray, Holy Spirit, fill me. Oh, what is that? Smash it, man. You're on your way going to your boyfriend's house. He said, Holy Spirit, use me. Fill me today. Smash it, man. Go back home. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. You are lying. You are cheating, you are gossiping, arrogance, pride, bitterness. All these things will not make the Holy Spirit flow. The reason why we are not seeing a move of the Spirit of God in many, many, many of our churches, many, many in our, in our generation, many, many churches, 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 <laughs> many churches are, are dry. Dry. There's a lot of activity, but little move of the spirit. Little move of the spirit. Because people are fornicating in the choir. People are fornicating in the ashes. People are dickies are fornicating with <laughs> sisters. <laughs> people are quarreling. People are arguing. People are proud. People are arrogant. People are gossiping. People are bitter. Offended, offended in the church, offended in the, uh, the their department, offended in preachers, and all kinds of things have been allowed to fester in the church. So, Holy Ghost has because the only way the church can be impactful is when the Holy Spirit is moving freely in the church. That is why Ananias and Sapphira, when they came to tell Peter, said, "You have lied to the Spirit. Not you've lied to the Spirit. How how come Satan has filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit?" <laughs> How come? You thought it was me. No, the Holy Ghost is the one moving. The Holy Spirit is moving in the church. The Holy Spirit is moving in the church. When we team up and deal with the flesh to be carnally minded is dead, is enmity with God. When we walk in the flesh, the Holy Spirit can move, cannot move the way he wants to move in our life. And then if it's if carnality, fleshliness is widespread in the church, in a local church, a certain church, if fleshliness, carnality, normal behavior, and we have become like social club, then the Holy Spirit cannot move. Can't move. It doesn't matter how much song we are singing. Holy Spirit, rain down. That's singing. It doesn't mean we are actually hungry for him. When you are hungry for the Spirit of God, you consecrate yourself. Whatever must go, must go. Some relationships must go. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a very good fasting message. Yes. Let me add one more. Hmm, thank you, Jesus. I think let me add. Where? The word of God. Wholesome words. Wholesome words. That's, that's the word of God. Preaching brings the Holy Spirit. While Peter yet speak these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who were listening. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. 
So as he was speaking, Jesus himself said in John chapter 6, verse 63, that the words that I speak to you are life and are spirit. Okay? So words can, can be means through which the Holy Spirit will fall on people. Ezekiel 2.2, 2, and the Spirit entered into me when he spoke to me. So words, speaking, anointed speaking, anointed preaching, particularly pure word of God, as it's preached in, in its cleanliness, in its purity, it creates the way for the Holy Spirit to work. The Holy Spirit moves when the word is spoken. Listen, let me tell you something. Listen to me. Which preacher you keep listening to will determine how well the Spirit of God will be flowing in you. Yeah. No two ways about that. Who, which preacher you'll be listening to? Which preacher? Which preacher? The same way. Which uh, song? Who, whose song you've been listening to? The song, whoever sang the song you've been listening to, is their spirit they are transferring to you. So, the word of God. Huh. Let me add this. Number what? Five. So, number one, desire. Number two, prayer. Number three, consecration. Number four, the word of God. Number five, association. Association. As soon as Elizabeth heard the voice, the salutation, greeting, just greeting, the, whole, the baby, uh, the Holy Ghost entered her. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. As soon as she heard, the Bible said, the baby inside the womb left. And she was filled with the Holy Spirit. Association. 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 Anyone who, is can, who can ever do anything for God is because of the Spirit of God upon him or upon her. And where is the, the Holy Spirit's favorite spot on earth? Where? You. You. If you, are born, if you are not born again, in fact, he, he normally stays very far from you. No, 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 he can't take, he, he can't, can, the Bible says, enmity, carnality is enmity. So, the Holy Spirit desires to fill you. The things Samson did, the things Gideon did, all these great men, even David. The Bible said, David spoke by the Spirit, he himself being a prophet. Acts chapter 1, verse um, 17, 16 and 17, he says that, David spoke. The Spirit of God spoke by the mouth of David. See, so he was speaking by the Holy Spirit that was speaking through him. Can you imagine? David, King David, as he spoke, the Spirit of God was expressing himself through David. You hear him speaking by the Spirit of God. And David spoke about Judas. Acts chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. The Spirit of God. Brethren, the scriptures, for the scriptures, which the Holy Spirit spoke by the mouth of David. David was a man filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit can speak through his mouth. People around didn't know what he was talking about, but later, great people noticed that, that that's exactly what David said. Spoke concerning Judas. The Holy Spirit. How many of us want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? To be being filled. It should be your desire. It should be your hunger. It should be a thirst. This fasting, we are hungering after righteousness. We are hungry. We want to say, you, I want you to be very desperate. The Holy Spirit use me. Holy Spirit, fall afresh on me. Lord, breathe upon me. Breathe upon me. Breathe upon me. Breathe. 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 Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. When God speaks, works show. And the works will surely show in your life. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, 
and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.